Iceland bucket list completed. So loves, I'm back from Iceland and ready to dish the dirt. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was amazing. But before we get into the actual trip, let me key you in on the lead up. The beginning of the week started off rough. I mean, so rough that I almost lost my life. It was crazy. I was driving in the left lane on the parkway. The traffic built up, so we had to come to a stop. But the problem was that Benzie didn't start back up. I turned the key multiple times, but nothing was happening. I started to freak out immediately while also attempting to stay calm. A lady in a Benz pulled over and asked me if I was okay. I told her no, my car cut off and won't come back on. She told me to press the SOS button in the middle and they'd come on and help me. I thanked her and she left. I quickly hit the button, but the representative couldn't find my location and instructed me to call 911 instead. I did so and was told that the state trooper would be on his way. I then called Geico to send for a tow truck, but while I was on the phone with the representative, I could see the cars flying towards me in my rearview mirror, and I started to freak out. The representative was trying to console me, but I could also hear the worry in her voice as she heard it in mine. All I kept thinking is, please, Lord, let these cars see my hazards and stop in time. Trust me, there were a few that came super close before realizing I was stuck in not moving and then they started to break or maneuver into the right lane. It was absolutely terrifying and as I sat there helpless all I could do was pray while bawling my eyes out. I know that if I were to be hit the damage would be tremendous and I possibly could be killed. I tried to put those thoughts out of my mind knowing that God got me but it was so difficult. It felt as if an hour had gone by when the state trooper finally arrived, and even though I knew I had probably been it had probably been only twenty minutes or so, it felt like felt like a lifetime. My boyfriend had been texting me to try to find out what was happening, and I really wanted to call him and hear his voice so he could soothe me, but I couldn't because I was going back and forth between the cops and my insurance company. I started to get a bit calmer once the state trooper arrived and put out the flares as well as parked behind me, but I couldn't get my heart to stop beating ferociously. I knew I had escaped death and was so thankful because there's so much more I need to do in this world. I was happy my prayers worked and I was out of immediate harm's way. The next mission was now to get towed off the parkway. The state trooper had told me that they also called for a tow truck because it wasn't safe to stay on the parkway the way we were. He said, even though I called for a tow truck from my insurance company, I would have to go which whichever came first. I told him that was fine and once I was towed to a repair station, I contacted Geico to get reimbursed for the state trooper tow fee. From there, I contacted AAA to tow me and Benzie home. But I was given a runaround by the dispatcher stations and eventually told that I couldn't get Benzie home because they didn't have enough workers out on a Sunday. I was extremely disappointed and knew that I was so far from home I'd now be stuck. I knew my boyfriend, brother or father would come get me but they were about an hour to two hours away so I thought of the next best person and that was my manager because I knew he didn't live too far from where I was and he'd probably only take about 20 minutes to a half hour to get to me. I texted him and he said he was almost home but would change his direction and come to me. I appreciated that and then set everything up with the dispatch center and AAA to assure that Benzie would be dropped off to my mechanic the first thing in the morning and they wouldn't try to charge me a storage fee. 
The representative assured me of that, so I laughed. I got home and was still shaken up. I broke down crying with my boyfriend on the phone and he was super supportive and let me cry it out. I really love him for that. I felt so weak at that time and just thankful to have my life and everything in between. I couldn't stop thanking God because even though nothing happened to me, I saw how close I was to the end. As I speak this now, I'm shaking my head and just feeling so blessed. Benzie finally got to the mechanic and he repaired it. The starter, for whatever reason, had gone out. I was home for three days without a vehicle, but once again, I was alive. I was thankful for so many things and my boyfriend even said that it's a good thing it happened when it did and not when we were on our way to the airport. We both drove from our homes and met at the airport so if that unfortunate situation had happened on the day of departure we would have been screwed. Luckily all is well with Benzie and the week was a relaxing but still productive week. Even though I wasn't able to get out and do any of my jobs I still made myself useful at home and in the gym. That's one thing about me. I'm always going to find things to do because I do so much. So as I previously stated, the week began pretty crazy, but ended wonderfully. Friday, we met at the long-term parking and walked over to the airport. As soon as we saw one another, we were all smiles and excitement and ah, just the delight grew from there. We walked into the airport and couldn't believe how empty it was. It truly seemed as if they had shut down the airport just for us. I loved it and so did he. We vowed that if we could, we'd use this airport again in the future. We literally checked in and went through baggage claim in a matter of 10 minutes and were the first ones at the airport in general. It was crazy but felt so exclusive. I loved it. People eventually started coming but the entire travelling process was pretty smooth and I couldn't be happier. On the plane, we kissed and played around a bit before he went to sleep. It was a bit annoying though because the lights didn't get shut out until half of the plane ride was done and I could tell he was restless. Also, the plane had no Wi-Fi or no TVs or entertainment for us, so that was a little disheartening. I know he had planned to listen to some of his YouTube videos and he was able to do so, so it wasn't the best. Lastly, the airplane didn't serve any complimentary drinks or snacks. They were all to be paid for, even though the prices were cheap, it still made me not like them. I'm used to getting the complimentary drinks and snacks when I fly, so even though it was something minor, it was a strike against them. So he and I decided that in the future, it's a yes to the airport, but a no to the airline unless it's absolutely necessary for a direct flight. Okay, so once we landed, it was time for the fun to begin in Iceland. We quickly noticed the baggage claim and went to retrieve our luggage. We played with one another and teased one another and we walked and it was super cute. We located our luggage and then proceeded to the hotel in a cab. The first thing we noticed was the difference in money. Things were thousands of Icelandic dollars and it tripped us out before knowing the correct conversion to US dollars. We got to the hotel, checked in and began to unpack. We loved our room, even though it could have been a bit bigger because we've both gotten accustomed to suites and villas. However, for whatever we needed for the weekend, it would suffice. I connected my phone to the TV so that we could watch our movies on Prime. But we were shocked to find out that any of the free movies were miraculously unavailable and we were left to order paid movies instead. We didn't let us face this though and ended up watching six movies for the weekend. Once we settled in, we decided to go and get something to eat. 
Oh my gosh. I ordered the fish and chips and fell in love. They really knew how to cook their fish so perfectly that it was tender, succulent and crispy. Just amazing. And even the love of my life said he loved the taste of it. We finished our food and went upstairs to relax in the room. Everything felt so great with him. I always love how we just fall into each other and our couple routine. So exhilarating. We watched a great movie and finally fell asleep and then woke up and got ready for the tour. Once ready, we jumped in a cab and head to the airport. The weather was rainy and we discussed whether the weather would affect the lights, but being that we weren't sure, we continued forward. We got to the airport and went to the station to purchase the bus to take us to town. The agent said she was surprised they didn't cancel the tour because her company did and she thought everyone else would because of the weather. I immediately checked my email and saw that they had sent a message that morning saying they were cancelling the tour and that I could reschedule. I was disappointed, but my boyfriend suggested we reschedule for Sunday. The agent said the weather may be better, so it makes sense. We had already purchased the bus tickets to take us to town, but she told us we could still use it the next day. We bought some snacks for the room and then head back to our hotel. We were so nervous now, though, because the weather truly didn't look promising for the next day. So after speaking to the hotel staff when we returned, we decided to purchase another activity in case the tour was cancelled. I said this time I'd be checking my email every second, so we'd know immediately if they cancelled. We booked a museum tour because it seemed like the best alternative and had a simulated Northern Lights tour within it. We figured if we couldn't see it in person, then we'd be able to at least see it there. We watched a few more movies and had some great sex before going to sleep and then fell out cuddling. Even though the trip wasn't turning out as planned, I still felt good because he was by my side and I knew we could get past anything together. I felt bad that I had messed up with not checking my email, but I also felt that there was a reason I didn't. If I had we probably wouldn't have gone to the airport and got the information from the clerk at the tour bus desk. We wouldn't have got our snacks and we wouldn't have received suggestions from our hotel staff. I always try to see the positive and the negative and after telling him my thoughts, he agreed with my rationale. The next day after waking up multiple times, reveling in the fact we had more time to sleep and then finally waking up before our alarm clock, I immediately checked my email. The company had messaged, requesting I add a pickup location. I did that promptly and then received another email confirming everything was on. I told him the news, but being that the weather still looked terrible, we were both sceptical. I suggested we ask the hotel staff to call the company and verify everything was still on. The staff was super nice and called them on our behalf. The tour company told her that the tour was still on no matter what and unless the weather changed dramatically, they would be going ahead as planned. We were happy to hear that, but were still concerned that maybe we wouldn't see the lights. We went back upstairs to watch a few movies and relax before heading back out. We knew we'd be leaving early so that we could get to town with enough time to eat. A few hours later, we head out on our journey to see the northern lights. We got to the airport, then jumped on the appropriate bus to town. On our bus ride, my stomach sighed to hurt and he was concerned. I knew I didn't want to be in this situation when going to see the Northern Lights, so when we stopped at the transfer bus station, I went to the bathroom to try to relax. Luckily, that worked, 
and I came back feeling much better. We jumped on the next bus and were taken to town. Once we got there, we tried to move around and see if there were any shops to walk into or a strip to walk down. Everyone we previously talked to told us that Reykjavik was the place to be and there was a lot to do. However, the bus ride didn't show that. We drove for an hour through Reykjavik and I didn't see anything to excite me. And now as we stood in the town, it was less than exciting. Maybe we missed something, but I honestly think that the town is probably full of specific bars or areas versus a street with strips of excitement, as you have in New York City or Vegas or Miami, etc. We made do with what was there and went into a hotel to eat dinner. Before dinner, we stopped at the souvenir stop in the hotel. We knew it was slim pickings, but we really had no other choice. We found a few things we liked for our family members, purchased them and went into the restaurant. Dinner was great once again. I had the fish and chips because I couldn't get enough of it. This was the first place I'd found that made fish and chips close to what I've had in London. In particular, this restaurant made the best fish I tasted all weekend. My boyfriend agreed with me and had a few pieces. We finished our meal and then went waited for the tour bus. When the time came, we went outside, but quickly realized that there were multiple buses and each bus had specific passenger names that they were responsible for. Our bus didn't come until the third one, and it was getting colder, so we were happy once it did. I was also pleased with the tour guide we had because her energy was great. I mean, I immediately knew it was going to be an amazing night. As we drove, the rain fell profusely. We began to have doubts as to whether we would see the lights, but kept hopeful. The rain stopped and we got even more hopeful, but as we drove, the rain started again. Our guide had us singing songs and kept assuring us that the rain was supposed to stop and we would most likely get to see the lights. I know at this point, my boyfriend wasn't really believing it, but I still stayed hopeful as we waited for the rain to cease. Maybe 20 minutes later, I looked out the window and said to him that the sky looked different. He said he couldn't tell, but we decided we should go outside and check it out. We descended the bus and looked up. The sky was pitch black and you could see the stars so clearly. Then on the other side, the sky looked patchy with white in several places. We put our phones up and lo and behold, the northern lights were there. We couldn't believe it because... We couldn't see them with our naked eye, but Aurora was there and the moment felt magical. He kissed me and that solidified it. My bucket list moment was complete. We kissed and hugged and continued to take more pictures. The app I had purchased worked great and his iPhone also allowed him to get great images. I was so happy that we got to share this special moment together because I had dreamed of being under Aurora Borealis with the love of my life for so long. The fact that it actually happened made me overjoyed. It made our entire trip truly worth it. Prior to this, we had discussed what we'd do if we didn't get to see the lights. We both decided that coming back to Iceland wasn't an option. There was nothing really there, so we decided either Alaska or Finland would be our next options. I knew he wasn't really down to go to another co-location, but still appreciated that he would do it for me. Luckily, we got to see the lights, so there was no need to backtrack on any other code locations. 
We stayed out for a bit, taking pictures and talking. We kissed a few more times and enjoyed some hot chocolate before heading back on the bus and marveling at the pictures we'd taken. They were truly special. And then I used an app on my phone to bring the green and pink pigments into the pictures out even more. The night had been a success. And as we sat on the bus heading back to town, we were both super satisfied. Our conversation flowed as always and the silly things we did with one another continued. Once we got back into town, we were told there were no buses running to take us back to the airport because it was so early in the morning. We opted for a cab instead and midway he changed the location to take us straight to our hotel. I told him that made so much more sense but I wasn't thinking about it in that way because I was so programmed to take the bus to the airport then a cab to the hotel. He was definitely on it and even though the ride was 18,000 Icelandic dollars, which was $124, we were back safely and understood that the price couldn't be avoided. We went upstairs and settled into one another. We watched another great movie and talked the night away for a while before finally falling asleep. The next day was checkout and we knew that we had a later flight so we could get a bit more rest. We were actually got downstairs to check out early, but the cab messed up and came later, causing us to get to the airport with less time than I'd hoped. I wasn't happy and tried to contain my anxiety, but he saw right through it. The longer we waited on that check-in line, the more anxious I got. I must say, he was really great with trying to calm me down and make me laugh because I started to breathe a little more. We checked in and I noticed that he had a sticker on the back of his passport. I mentioned it to him, but we figured it was nothing. We had to the gate and time was ticking, but we figured it made more sense to stop and eat versus getting to the gate and then coming back, which would waste even more time. I'm sure you can guess what I had. Another helping of fish and chips. Yes, I had it three times for this trip, but I rationalized that this would be the last time I get to taste it the way they made it in a while. He said he almost ordered it too, but settled for the chicken sandwich and fries because his chicken looked good. I did give him a taste and he loved it. I can't wait for him to travel to London with me one day so he'll truly get to taste real fish and chips because I'm so curious to see what he thinks about how they make the chips. All these places in Ireland, they made the fish perfectly, but the chips were simply french fries. In London, the chips are bigger and fatter, as well as doused in vinegar. If you get it done right, they're so good. I remember buying chips to go many times when in London. It's truly an experience, and I'd love for him to have some and see what I'm always raving about, especially since he loves fries so much. Anyway, I digress. Back to the airport, we finished eating and began walking to our gate. We got up to the place where we had to scan our ticket to enter the gate. I scanned mine first and went through, but when he scanned his, it didn't work. I thought he may have been doing it wrong, so I went back to assist him, but saw that it wouldn't allow him to go and showed a red colour stating that he needed to see the agent. The agent came towards us and said he'd be randomly selected for the extra security screening. I told them that our flight was saying it's the final call to board. She said if he doesn't go through the extra screening, he won't be able to board at all. She told me to go ahead and let them know at the gate that he's been pulled. So reluctantly I did and he and I began to text back and forth. At this point, I'm sure you can tell I was freaking out. I didn't want us to miss our flight back to the US, but there was no way I was leaving without him. 
I told the agents at the gate and they seemed in a rush but had no choice but to wait. One of the agents asked if I wanted to go in the bus and then wait for him there. I said, absolutely not. In my mind, I couldn't believe that he'd asked me that. If I went on the bus, there's no way I could make sure they didn't leave without the both of us. In fact, I feared if I wasn't there looking anxious that they'd simply fly off without him despite all my pleading. Nope, standing right here was the thing to do. I texted with him back and forth and gave them updates and being that they saw my concern, they even started to look for the number of the agents to call. Luckily, he then texted that he was let go and was coming. I breathed a sigh of relief and when I saw him walking, my eyes lit up. We went through and waited for the bus to bring us to the plane. It was pretty cool when we arrived at the plane. The stairs were, le the stairs were led down to the tarmac and it seemed that they were waiting for us to board. Once again, the celebrity treatment that we deserved. Then what made it even cooler was the fact that the plane was half empty so we could spread out and really fall asleep in peace. We slept for about half the ride, then woke up and played a million silly games with one another. Did I tell you how much I love our playfulness? Well, I truly do. The ride back was great and the ease of going through customs when we got back to the US was so smooth. That solidified even more why this airport will be used by us first and foremost in the future. We got back to our cars and drove home. We talked to one another for about half the ride and discussed our top five moments. I actually ended up changing mine to go more with his because I had forgotten a few key moments. We eventually hung up and then I went on to speak to my parents and my bestie. The trip was over but the memories were solidified for a lifetime. This was the first time we'd ever flown internationally together. This was the first time he'd ever received a stamp on his passport. This was the first time we discovered a new and amazing airport together. And this was the first time that we experienced the Aurora Borealis together. Huh. What more could a girl ask for? This relationship so far has been one for the books and I'm elated to see how the chapters continue to grow. Signing out for now, my love. More fun times coming soon. But until then, XOXO, bombshell, 